What's up, guys? Max here. I am live with another, another exciting episode of the Scuttlebutt Show, and I am super pumped for today's episode. It's going to be really good. Uh, we have a story today so crazy, so bonkers, so bananas, I can't even believe I have to report it. I am telling you, this story is one of the craziest that we have had uh, ever on the history of our show. So I think that uh, what I, what I uh, want to do is start out by telling you a little cool story about yesterday's um, election, which uh, came out pretty, it's, you know, there's a lot of drama, a lot of drama, but one thing that there's no drama about is Representative Dan Crenshaw won his seat again in Texas. So he's back uh, for his second term in Congress uh, in the great state of Texas. I served with him in the Navy. It's great to see him in politics. And it's nice to see someone you actually know on TV representing politics so you know that they're real people. They're real people who are doing real things. They have a history. People know who these people are. So it's nice to see, and I want to say congratulations to Dan Crenshaw on winning his uh, seat. Um, okay, so, you know, I, when I started this live broadcast and I decided I was going to do it daily, I thought, what am I going to talk about? Sorry if you can hear my dog. What am I going to talk about every day? Uh, is there going to be enough news through the military around the world to do a daily broadcast like this? And... It's a lot easier than I thought. There is so much news coming out about the military every day, and I don't, I don't predict that that's going to become any less true, depending on who becomes the next president, uh, whether it stays Donald Trump or becomes Joe Biden. I think there's going to be tons of crazy stories to cover, tons of awesome and terrible stuff going on. And I want to get right into today's first story, which, uh, you know, the other day on the show, somebody was asking about, um, the F-35 aircraft, because we were talking about the F-35 and what I think about the F-35 going on in the aircraft carriers. Um, and then I saw a cool story about the F-35. So as always, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you want to ask me a question, drop me a comment, go ahead and do that, and I will reply to your comment. But let's throw seven useless minutes on the clock and talk about our first story here, which is, oh, sorry, we're getting an emergency this is live. This is a live broadcast. So we're getting an emergency alert. It is a disaster drill, but it just blew my phone up. You can't ignore those disaster alerts on uh, on your phone. So hang on. Let me restart my seven minutes. Not that we'll hardly need it or pay any attention to it anyway, but throw seven minutes on the clock. Top Gun history has been made because the first pilot from the United States Marine Corps has graduated Top Gun training. Uh, Major Derek shoots behinds, uh, which is... Only now, only right now, when I say it out loud, do, do I understand this call sign? Shoots behinds? Like, shoots behinds? That's so funny. I would love to hear a story about how he got that name. He is the first Marine and only the second person to graduate Top Gun on the F-35 platform. And he's on the F-35C, which is the one that goes on the aircraft carriers. So if you guys haven't been familiar with it, Top Gun program. It's a Navy pilot program. It is the the top tier fighter pilot training program where they basically learn how to dogfight. So I wonder what that I wonder what dogfighting would be like in the F-35. So they go out there and they fly uh, these totally crazy uh, 
tactics at their Edwards Air Force Base and um, and and learn how to basically take down other aircraft. So it's cool that they're doing the F-35 now. Now, the question is, uh, is the F-35 the aircraft that Tom Cruise will be facing off in in the new Top Gun 2 movie? Will he be going up against uh, F-35s? Will he be flying an F-35 himself? Will he be flying an F-35 in space? What do you guys think about Top Gun 2? Are you excited for it? So that's just a quick story. We only spent about two minutes on that. Uh, it's hardly, it's not hardly important, but it's hardly the most important story today because like I said, today we have a story so crazy, so insane that uh, I can't even believe it's a real thing we have to talk about. Stick around to it again for that. So let's, uh, let's shut down this one. Let's shut down our seven-minute clock. And as always, uh, this is the opportunity in between these stories where if you guys have a question about what we just talked about, go ahead and drop it in the comments, and I'm happy to discuss um, whatever, whatever it is that you want to go over. Um, if you saw our live stream earlier, which was on uh, Facebook and Instagram, you might have seen that I was saying, we have a story today, we actually have two, about murder, and in my mind, they're still not as crazy as our craziest story today. And we have two stories that involve murder. One, the next story that we have, which is uh, about murder that I was saying, um, is this guy that we're about to talk about. Let's throw seven minutes on the clock. This guy has just been arrested at Fort Hood for murder. Okay? So, in the most recent case of murder out of Fort Hood and army bases, which I don't... (laughs) Crazy murder mystery stories are not exclusive to the Army, but there sure has been a lot lately. So, police arrested Fort Hood soldier on suspicion of murdering a woman inside a Texas motel room last July. So, I believe what they're saying is July 3rd, 2019, like it says right here, Corey Grafton, he's 20 years old, so he's younger than, arrested and charged with the murder of 32-year-old Chelsea Cheatham Cheatham, uh, following a year-long investigation. So, she was found unresponsive at this hotel outside of uh, Fort Hood, and it doesn't say what her cause of death was, but she was found unresponsive and not breathing and was declared dead. And then for a year, there was no arrest made, but with the assist of a witness and advanced DNA testing, they were able to uh, arrest on suspicion. So he's not been found guilty yet, but they were able to arrest on suspicion Grafton uh, for murder. And Fort Hood, of course, this is the same base where Vanessa Guillen was killed, uh, earlier this year, so there's been a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of focus on what's been going on at Fort Hood. Uh, the leadership has been getting pressured, and I think maybe I might be wrong about this, but the head leader of Fort Hood was fired for failing to provide security to the troops at Fort Hood. Don't quote me on that. I'm gonna have to do, might have to double check myself. But uh, they, they they did arrest this guy, and it says here. The Texas Rangers were involved, so I don't know if that means Walker himself, but some of the Texas Rangers were involved in the arrest of Grafton. So it's just been, it's just been crazy. All these, all these crazy murders and 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 investigations going on with the army lately. I don't know. What th- I'm not saying it's the army. I'm not saying it's the army's fault. It's just been the army lately. Uh, I hope that we don't have to see too many more of these stories, but I am glad to see arrests made and potential justice for the victims of these crimes, including Vanessa Guillen, who it then looks like there's going to be policy changes in the way that they investigate um, sexual misconduct claims 
and protect women involved in sexual harassment uh, situations will be changed. More and more information keeps coming out about that case, including the fact that uh, it sounds like Vanessa had said something to the guy who killed her moments before, insinuating something about him having an affair, and then he freaked out and killed her. There's no excuse. It's absolutely tragic, absolutely horrible. And then that guy killed himself, a very cowardly move. So I don't know what's going to happen with this, Grafton, but uh, he's, he's definitely in trouble. He's definitely been arrested for murder, so there, there will be a trial, uh, and then there will be a result of the trial. So maybe we'll see more about that in the future. But that's it. So we got another murder, another murder uh, case out of Fort Hood. Currently, I, I don't know if you would say still under investigation, but still ongoing because he's been charged. He's been arrested and charged but not convicted of murder. If there's any updates about this, especially if it turns out he's innocent, then I will 100% cover that story. But for now, I just want to let you guys know that that is a thing that's happening. So let me close this out. Let me turn the seven minutes off the clock. All right, so we got some comments on the videos. Uh, Joe says, I really enjoy your videos. Red Platoon is a great book. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate uh, your comment. I wonder, did you find... Red Platoon because of the YouTube channel here or because of the podcast with the guys from The Outpost? I'm curious to know. If you are interested in that, in that stuff, go check out Midnight Chow's YouTube channel where he talks all about it because he was there himself. So uh, he comments, it's pretty okay. Uh, I think we know it is probably better than pretty okay, especially to those who weren't there but only find out information about it through the eyes of those who were there. So thank you for uh, your comment, Joe, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, Midnight Chow, as always, it's, uh, it's an honor and pleasure knowing that you're out there watching. Um, I hope I continue to make great content that uh, can engage you guys. So we do have a bunch of uh, additional stories today. Before we even get into the next, uh, the next murder story, uh, I wonder, I think I might be having some connection issues. So if I'm having some connection issues, I do apologize. Um, let me know. Let me know in the comments if you guys are having any issues seeing me or hearing me or anything like that. But as always, these entire episodes will be available on the podcast and uh, as clips on YouTube in the future. So, and sorry again if you hear my dog barking. Uh, that's just dogs doing what dogs do. So, our next story is about these five badass females right here. These five badass females are all pilots who have been involved in the testing of New gear for female pilots. So you might know, you might have seen, or you might have heard. Let me get my uh, let me get my uh, internet set up over here. So you might have seen, or you might have heard, in the past, especially even out of NASA, that there is a problem, and in the military too with body armor, there is a problem with feed keeps cutting out. Sorry about that. Uh, well, I'm gonna keep recording the episode even though the feed keeps cutting out and it will be available in clips and online later. So let me, uh, let me just start this one over. Let me throw, let me throw seven minutes on the clock. Hopefully you can see this out there. I'm going to throw seven minutes on the clock. And the next story is about these females right here. So you guys might've heard the military, NASA, basically any organization, government organization has been under fire for not having gear for women. They have gear for men. They don't have gear for women. So there's been a huge shortage of uh, gear made to fit women's bodies, including for pilots, the ability to go to the bathroom. So there's been, I know from, uh, I know from 
talking to pilots, especially in helos, um, there is a, a way for pilots to go to the bathroom and relieve themselves while they're flying, but it doesn't really work for women. There's been big issues with body armor fitting women, and there was even a NASA mission last year where they couldn't go, a female couldn't go on the mission because they didn't have gear that enough spacesuits for the female. So that's unfortunate for sure. Um, but now five female fighter pilots have recently tested, wait, what am I looking at over here? Okay. Five female fighter pilots recently tested the G4 suits modified to better fit the frames of women and other body types besides a typical man. So they've been testing these anti-gravity suits, which they need for, uh, in uh, taking on G-forces when they're flying in high-speed aircrafts that take pretty high-speed, high-angle turns, and they have all these G-forces acting on them that puts incredible pressure on the body. So women pilots with shorter or hard-to-fit frames are often struggle with the suit's limited adjustability. The suits were modified to include wider lacing panels in the waist, thigh, and calf, which allowed a suit to easily fit for different body proportions. I absolutely am on board with this. If you guys had a chance, last week we were talking about a uh, film on Netflix called, uh, wait, let me, it's coming to me, Apache Warrior, about a team of Apache helicopters involved in the invasion of Iraq. And one of the main characters is a female Apache gunner, front seater. And so there is this high, high demand, high need for female gear, okay? There's just not enough gear for females. Um and then women are doing the job more and more and more, and they're doing it extremely well. Okay, I've had female pilots support us in real life many times. Females are excellent at doing their job in the military, okay? There is, there is no difference between a man and a woman as far as the quality that you're going to get uh, just because of gender, okay? You have, you have good pilots, you have bad pilots. There's plenty of bad male pilots and bad female pilots, and there's plenty of great male pilots and great female pilots. It's not gender-based, it's individual. But the fact that we're not taking care of our female military service members with gear that fits just makes doing that job so much harder. So imagine you're a female jet pilot, and you're out there, and you're crushing it, you're doing a great job, and you don't even have a flight suit that fits. That is, to me, unacceptable and uh, pretty disheartening. So I am really excited that they are fixing that, and I can't wait to see more of this stuff in the future because gear should fit. Gear should fit. It's that simple. So I'm happy to see these females out in, uh, uh, well, let's see, out in Eglin Air Force Base uh, in Florida getting gear that fits and putting that out to the fleet for other females to, to hopefully get and wear and uh, crush it at their job. So good on them. Let me turn this one off. Let me turn off seven minutes from the clock. So I, I know uh, I've been hearing that we're pretty, our stream has been cutting out, and I am sorry about that. Uh, if you're watching this live, hopefully you're listening to this recorded, and, uh, and you'll see the whole thing, no problem. It'll still be recorded. It'll still be um, distributed online. So if you've been tuning in, thank you. I, I'm sorry about this. I'm going to figure out what's up with the internet and make it uh, go faster next time. So we do have a whole bunch more stories going on. It's election week. Yesterday was election day. So let's throw seven minutes on the clock. Just like I was saying, when because it's election week, we've got a politics takeover going on right here. We have veterans. And you know what? Just for... 
let's throw this up there too. We've got veterans taking over in politics. I just talked about this yesterday. We've got two veterans here. One is uh, uh, Mark Kelly, who actually just defeated another veteran. So an Air Force colonel lost the Senate seat uh, in Arizona to Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly is a retired U.S. Navy captain who flew 39 missions during Operation Desert Storm and was an astronaut. So he was a pilot in the Navy who flew during Desert Storm and then became an astronaut, and he won the Senate seat in Arizona. He is a Republican. He beat out a Democrat who was in the Air Force. Um, and so now she is out. He is in. Just like I was saying, the the whole political landscape is being taken over by veterans. Um, that's what I see happening in the next 10 years, and I see it continuing to the next 20 years, 30 years, because this is where... This is the sweet spot where people who served during the war on terror are retiring. The high-ranking people are getting out. They're going to be moving into business. They're going to be moving into politics. So we've got one, uh, which is Mark Kelly, who beat out Martha McSally. Uh, and he says, uh, Mark says during his speech on Wednesday, the mission has never been mine alone. He added, he thanked his family for their support throughout the race, notably his wife, former Arizona lawmaker, Gabriella Giffords, and twin brother, Scott Kelly, also an astronaut. Could you imagine you and your brother are twins and you're astronauts? Is that just bonkers to anybody else? So, Mick Sally, who was an Air Force veteran, had not uh, made a statement at this point, and she was a uh, pilot of the A-10 Warthog in the Air Force, which is badass. A-10s are the, the jam up there. Um, so, uh, so then we've got another, another, uh, service member, Republican Scott Franklin wins his, uh, district in Florida. So Scott Franklin wins his district in Florida, um, over, uh, Spano, what was his name? Uh, um, anyway, he defeated, uh, his opponent whose name was Spano and he was a Navy pilot and he owned a business. Um, so congratulations to him. I just want to point out these two guys because they are two veterans who are now in, uh, Congress and Senate because that is what's happening with politics. Veterans are getting into politics. Veterans are going to be, you're going to see more and more and more of that in and around the political landscape. So I think that that's really cool and good for those guys. And I hope to, uh, follow up more in the future about more veterans winning more seats. If you guys know a veteran politician who has recently come into the, to the scene, maybe one yesterday, their, their spot, let me know who that is so I can uh, look them up and cover it. So let's turn that one off. Let's turn the seven minutes off. I am breezing through this today because I know that our stream kind of sucks, but I am, what I am not going to do is breeze through our final story, which is so crazy and it's going to be its own standalone clip. Uh, and I just want to really, really, really get down to business on that one. So we're only like 20 minutes into the show. I don't know if today's show will be an hour. Um, it'll Today's show will be as long as it is. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about this next one. Do you guys recognize this guy? He is, I said, booger who? Booger who? Seven minutes on the clock. Booger who? <clears throat> excuse me. Booger who is a boogaloo boy. Do you guys know the boogaloo boys? They are this group. Uh, you know, they they definitely claim to be not white supremacists, but what they do say that they are is they are anti-establishment. Basically they are anti-government. 
Um, they want to defend America against people who want to take away the Second Amendment and freedom of speech. But they do love walking around in Hawaiian shirts and rifles. And so they've been causing quite a stir around the, uh, around the world, around the country, because they have been showing up at a lot of events. They've been showing up at a lot of uh, rallies, counter-protesters, and all this stuff. But to me, when they really popped up on my radar was when this Air Force staff sergeant went in California and killed two police officers. His name is Stephen Carrillo. He was an Air Force sergeant, and he was accused of assassinating two police officers in California, uh, including, I think, using homemade explosives. And, uh, and then more and more stuff keeps coming out about this guy. More and more stuff keeps coming out about this guy. So apparently he purchased uh, some devices from a West Virginia man that were designed to convert AR-15 rifles into automatic rifles, kind of like bump stock type deals, uh, dealy boppers. And dealy boppers is my word for anything. So if you guys hear me say dealy boppers, I'm just talking about anything. Like, hey, that dealy bopper over there, this dealy bopper over here, this dealy bopper right here. So, uh, so he was on a Boogaloo Facebook group and traveled uh, to Oakland where he, he killed uh, the police officers. But now it's saying that he was responsible for distributing weapons to these groups. So the complaint alleges that Watson ran the website portablewallhanger.com, which purports to sell 3D printed innocuous hooks made with two pieces. However, when disassembled, one of these pieces functions as an illegal drop in an auto sear, which has been confirmed by ATF to convert a semi-automatic rifle into a fully automatic machine gun. Wow. How do you guys know that this type of stuff is going on? What is this? Like, People are selling wall hangers that secretly are rifle converters that in, like re-engage the sear automatically, um, which I'm not exactly sure of the mechanics behind that. I can picture the inside of the uh, AR-15, but I'm not sure how this piece works. I don't know, and I'm not going to describe it or show any pictures of it because I don't want anybody going out there and making their own. But, but this is crazy. So there's all this. If this is a thing... There must be a lot of other stuff like this going on. There must be a bunch of people selling, marketing, selling parts out, uh, out online that are being disguised as something else. I wonder how many cases of this kind of stuff there is. So the wall hanger website advertises that the products are high impact and heat resistant that are designed to keep your keys, lanyards, coat, or other important lightweight items exactly where you want, so you, exactly where you will remember it, so you don't waste time looking for it. It assures potential buyers that their personal information will never be shared or sold to third parties and notes that businesses that are based in the, that this business is based in the wild and wonderful West Virginia. Wow. This is kind of crazy. So, uh, he allegedly ordered a part to be delivered to his home in Ben Lamont, the same location where he was accused of ambushing Santa Cruz deputies and murdering Sergeant Damon Goodswiller a week after Underwood's killing. The Watson case marks the second time in just two weeks that a person associated with Carrillo has been charged in federal court with a crime that authorities say was motivated by the defendant's association with the Boogaloo Boys. Let's see. What does it say here? Um, so, so this guy was providing uh, supplied Boogaloo Boys with fully automatic. So he bought these things and then gave them to the Boogaloo Boys. I wonder, I guess anybody could have bought these things, though. Um this is just a bonkers story. Let me let me turn this one off. Let me turn off the uh, the seven minute timer here, and just um, what do you guys think about this? 
What do you guys think about the the Boogaloo Boys here um, being a a crazy group of maybe uh, I don't know if I want to say crazy group. I, I guess how how would you characterize them? And uh, a, a group with extreme views who feels the need to go out in Hawaiian shirts, body armor, and rifles, and equip themselves with automatic weapons. Preparing for what is the question? So I've always thought if you prepare for war at home, if you prepare to shoot a burglar, you're probably going to shoot a burglar if one ever comes in. I mean, some not to say that you're not prepared to defend yourself, but you're planning on shooting somebody, right? So if somebody comes in, you might be excited, like, hell yeah, this person's in here. I'm going to shoot this person, as opposed to, oh, man, I have this is a horrible situation. I have to defend myself now. So I just wonder, uh, I wonder how much of this stuff is going on. If they're selling hooks for, for random household items and then that's converted into a something that engages the sear in your rifle so it fires over and over again fully automatic, um, what else is out there? What else is out there? I'm curious what these things were like. But anyway, you got the story here, so you can go find out on your own um, what that was all about. And as we go on through this episode, I want to take a moment to remind you guys, scuttlebuttshow.com for all your Scuttlebutt Show merchandise. Uh, We've got the train to train coffee cups. We've got the shirts. We've got notebooks. We've got new gear coming. We got a new shirt launch last week. We got new shirts coming out soon. So I want to thank you for your support. If we've sold a lot of shirts in the last couple weeks, if you bought one, I want to say thank you um, very much. It means a lot to me. It's how this channel can be supported. If you like to see this content and want to see more of it, um, but, uh, and, and again, at the, when we roll the intro of every episode, when we go live, there might be a little special surprise in there if you're for eagle-eyed viewers, if you're paying attention. So you can go back and look at those old episodes on YouTube and maybe find out what I'm talking about. And then, you know, go ahead and get yourself some Scuttlebutt Show gear. So we have another story today. We have one more story, and we've only been going for just under 30 minutes, which is pretty cool. Maybe I'll get you guys out of here a little early today. Um... But this one has my blood boiling. This next story is so bothersome to me. It's so troubling. It's so infuriating. I can't even wrap my mind around it. I am seriously pissed. And I'm going to try to find more information as it comes out because the fact that this just went out today means there's probably... uh, Probably more to the story that we don't know, I would assume, that'll probably get covered in the next few days. But this article dropped this morning, and the headline is, Marine Lieutenant Colonel goes unpunished, unpunished, after stealing hundreds of dollars of merchandise from the PX, the personnel exchange. Let me pull up my internet here. So when I saw this, I was like, Unpunished? Unpunished? What? Like, no, like no punishment whatsoever for stealing from the PX? It is ingrained in us from the day that we even think about joining from the military. Join the military not to steal from your shipmate or battle buddy or whatever you, your fellow airman, whatever you call it in the Air Force. Don't steal. Don't steal. How hard is that? Do not steal. And then... Additionally, I've known people who've stolen from the BX or the Navy Exchange, the NEX, the MCX, whatever you call it, wherever you are, AFES. You're going down. You're going to prison. I have never, ever 
heard of someone stealing from the exchange or from anywhere and getting away with it. This is the like this is like like one of the most important ingrained things that we have is to not steal, to not steal from one another, to not steal from the navy or the, the exchange. I might call it the next I might call it the next throughout this story because that's just so what I'm used to, but it's the it's the exchange, it's the PX, it's the BX, it's the AFES, it's whatever you call it. So a Marine Lieutenant Colonel received no punishment after being convicted at a special court martial in September of stealing hundreds of dollars in merchandise from the post exchange in Camp Humphrey, South Korea. Lieutenant Colonel Samuel K. Lee, 47 years old. He's old. He's 47. You should, what are you doing? Was convicted of larceny on September 11th at Camp Foster, Japan. So that's I, my wife works on Camp Foster. I live right near Camp Foster. So he was convicted of larceny on September 11th at Camp Foster, Japan for stealing from the BX in Camp Humphrey, South Korea, according to the Marine Corps' most recent report on court-martial dispositions, because you guys might not notice, court-martial results are public information. You can go look those up. So the report noted, consistent with the plea agreement, the military judge did not impose punishment. So I'm assuming he pled guilty, but then no punishment. So what does that mean? Under military law, U.S. service members can face hefty fines up to a year of confinement and dismissal from the service if convicted of larceny. Larceny is theft. But since Lee appeared before a special court-martial, the judge did not have the power to sentence him to confinement or dismissal. Why? A no-punishment deal. I've never heard of anything like that for an officer at a special court-martial, said Rob Bracknell, a former Marine Corps judge advocate who retired as lieutenant colonel after 20 years of service. And I'm telling you guys... I've never heard of someone stealing from the exchange and getting no punishment. <laughs> what is this? This is like so bonkers to me. I'm sorry, I'm yelling into the microphone. This is so bonkers to me. I've seen dudes in prison. You get redu- reduction in rank to E1. You get kicked out for stealing something from the, from the exchange. And listen, that means your life is effectively over. Your life is over if you steal, if you get convicted and sentenced to prison and a bad conduct discharge, your life is over as you know it. You're never going to be able to succeed at anything if that happens to you. So Lee is a logistics officer, which, by the way, I Googled this guy, and there were articles dating back to 2016 about him being a commander of, you know, blah, 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 logistics company. Those articles are scrubbed. I could, they're all gone from the Army's website. It was on an Army website. Those articles are gone. Uh, failed to find server is what I kept getting. So I don't know if those have been scrubbed in the last 24 hours or what the deal is. Lee, a logistics officer assigned to Marine Forces Korea, was charged and convicted on two specifications of violating Article 121 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which derived from the larceny of non-military property valued at $1,000 or less sometime between November 1st, 2019 and March 8th, 2020. So here's what he stole. Here's what he stole. He stole a 4K HD wire-free security camera system. How ironic is that? How ironic is it that he got arrested for stealing a security camera? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Like, you have to be dumb, dude. You have to be really dumb. I mean, I'm talking stupid. This guy is a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps. He's making a ton of money. I'm sure he's making a ton of money. And he gets caught stealing from the exchange a security camera. Are you joking me, dude? Apple AirPods. 
even is it even dumber? Also really dumb. Apple AirPods, which then you're gonna wear and walk around in in your ears, and people are gonna say, "Hey, where'd you get the AirPods?" And he's gonna say, "I stole them from the BX." Now he's gonna say, "Ah, oh, you know, I bought them with my money because I'm rich because I'm a colonel." But he's gonna be lying out of his teeth because he stole them because he's a thief. Bose noise canceling headphones. He's an audiophile too, so he's an audiophile who decided the right thing to do would be to walk in to the BX and steal AirPods and noise-canceling headphones and, and this is funny, Estee Lauder, Renutriv, I don't know anything about this, Ultimate Diamond Energy Cream, $400 for face wash or whatever this is, energy cream? Listen, this is so crazy. Oh, look right here. Lee, a lieutenant colonel with more than 23 years of military service, earns nearly $10,000 a month in base pay. In base pay. $10,000 a month. You can add another probably $3,000 a month in allowances at a minimum. So this guy's making over $150,000 a year. And he still... Ugh. I'm so angry because not only is this guy who's making $150,000 a year feel the need to go into the exchange and steal, but then he doesn't get punished. And an E4, an E3 who goes into the exchange who's making no money, who's living in the barracks, who's eating at the galley or the defect or the mess hall, whatever you call it, goes in there and steals something and gets put in prison. Bad conduct discharge, reduction in rank, life ruined. And this guy, nothing. He's going to get his full retirement. He's going to get everything. Rich. He probably kept the stuff. Marine officials declined to provide a career biography for Lee, but a monthly unit newsletter from September 2016, this is what I couldn't find when I clicked the link, said he was serving at the time as commanding officer of Combat Logistics Battalion 5, during a deployment to the Middle East. Lee was promoted to colonel in November 2019, but removed from the promotion list, probably because of this. But hey, who cares? Just promote. Why don't you just promote him too? Just make him a colonel if you're going to do this. What a slap in the freaking face. I am so mad. This is the most upsetting thing that I've read. And we did a story on murder earlier. Oh my God. This is totally freaking insane. So... Captain Butterfield, a Marine Corps spokesman, declined to comment specifically on Lee, but said that when officers' nominations for promotion are withheld due to administrative or legal issues, the Navy secretary must decide whether they will advance to the next rank. Just, to, you know, just promote them. Promote them. Who, who, even, who even cares? Just promote them. Butterfield told Task and Purpose, which is where this article was originally published, that each case is different and sentencing takes into account the impact of the crime on the victim and the unit's discipline and morale. Are you serious? Are you joking? Is this a joke? This part must be a joke. This part of the article must be a ha-ha funny joke. What do you think the impact of morale is when you don't punish a colonel for stealing from the exchange? Are you joking? Are you joking me? Zero punishment. What lesson does that teach to junior personnel or to anybody? I should go steal from the exchange. Maybe today? I'll go steal from the exchange because apparently as long as you're a colonel 
As long as you're high ranking enough, you just walk in and take whatever you want because that's how it works because that's how the military works. If you're high ranking, just go steal. If you're low ranking and you steal some bubble gum, guess what? You're going to prison. I'd like to remind you at this point, he stole a security camera. This guy stole a security camera. What? What the hell, man? So it says here, the convening authority may enter into an... I'm, 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 I'm like, I don't even know if I put on the seven-minute timer. It hardly matters. We're going to talk about this one for longer than seven minutes. We already have. So the convening authority may enter into an agreement with an accused concerning the disposition of the charges and specifications and the sentence that may be imposed. The decision to enter into a plea agreement is heavily reliant on the accused willingness, the accused's willingness to cooperate in an investigation, the nature of the offenses, and the accused's willingness to assume responsibility for the conduct, which, how, in what way did he assume responsibility? This is the definition of not taking responsibility for your actions. It, this, this is totally insane. And now, I believe, as we get down the article here, that this article does show similar crimes and sentences that have been imposed. So, nevertheless, Marines far junior in rank convicted this year under similar circumstances, not as fortunate. Yeah, you think? Do you think? And not only, not only before I go into these other crimes and what they got for it, in in my own experience of people that I've known who this has happened to, when you steal from the exchange, you can expect maximum punishment. It's expected. If somebody stole from the exchange and then got booted out, you were like, yeah, duh, duh. Of course you're getting kicked out. You stole from the exchange. It's like a no-brainer. This is like basic stuff. This is like boot camp stuff. Ah, uh, can I? I'm, you guys got to be able to tell from just hearing me talk. Have I've never talked like this on the show before. It's been a long time since something has had me act like this on this program. It is so a slap in the face. It is so hypocritical, and I hate hypocrisy. I hate it. So let's go over some of these other similar cases. Uh, in January, a Marine Lance Corporal with the Marine Corps Embassy Security Group was convicted of larceny at a special court martial in Quantico, Virginia, and sentenced to 60 days restriction and demoted to private. That same month, a sergeant at the Recruit Depot in South Carolina convicted of larceny at a special court martial was reduced to Lance Corporal. Service members below the rank of sergeant, a mid-level enlisted grade, typically make less than $3,000 in basic pay per month. They're saying this colonel was making over, and that's this by, you know that's true because all you have to do is look at the pay chart for his rank and years of service, and you'll know exactly how much he's making in base pay. Military pay is public information. So additionally, at a January 28th general court-martial of a gunnery sergeant convicted of larceny at Camp Foster, Japan, again, that's where I live, a judge meted out a reduction in rank to staff sergeant, which to go from E7 to E6 is a huge, huge reduction in rank. It's one rank, but it's like a thousand ranks to your honor, okay? Total forfeiture of pay and allowances and 60 days in prison. In prison. A private first class fared even worse after being 
convicted of larceny at a special court-martial in August. The Marine was demoted to private, sentenced to four months in prison. Four months in prison. Forfeited more than half pay over four months and was given a bad conduct discharge three weeks before this. Three weeks ago. Or, I should say, three weeks before Lee got, you know, off with no punishment. And it says here, Lee did not respond to a request for comment. I want to make this guy's face. I want to make this guy's face go viral. If you can share this and share this guy, share this guy's freaking face and make this go viral, this is everything wrong with the military. The, everything wrong with the military justice system. This is one of the most egregious violations of trust among the ranks that I have ever seen. This guy, for all intents and purposes, might as well have walked through his command kicking everyone in the nuts. Because that's what this is. This is a big nut kick to everyone. And, you know, I'm, try, I, I'm using that as a, a gender-neutral gender uh, reference, okay? Just imagine getting kicked in the nuts. It's just a figure of speech, okay, ladies? I'm not trying to uh, not make you a part of this, but just imagine. This guy, what a... You are a dirtbag, sir. You are a dirtbag, straight up. And if I see you here in Okinawa, I'll tell you that you're a dirtbag, because that's what you are, a dirtbag. You, sir, are a dirtbag. If, if it was... It, it, in my mind, if this guy's a leader of Marines, he should never have allowed himself to get off on, you know, without charges. How does this happen? How? Why? Who? When? Where? I have a friend out here who's a lawyer in, uh, in the military. I'm going to try to get them on the show. I'm going to try to bring them on the program and discuss this case because... I'm true, like, when I say I'm troubled by this, if it's not obvious from listening to me talk about it, I really mean it. I really mean it. This is the worst thing that I've seen on this program to date of everything we've covered. Because even when the opportunity to serve justice is here, they ignored it. They let it, they just, they just ignored it. This guy got caught stealing a security camera, AirPods, Bose headphones, and a $400 face cream, which are all luxury items. Nothing there was a need. Nothing there is, is like stealing bread. And he's caught, and he gets zero punishment. A dis that's a disgrace. That is a total disgrace. And the Marine Corps should be completely ashamed. And this story should go completely viral. So share this story. Because it is, it's like unbearable to me. It is seriously unbearable. So we have to share, we have to get this out there. We have to get people to hear this story because it is just too crazy. It's just too crazy to ignore and, and let and let just go by the wayside 
Um, and I feel sad. I feel sad for all of the Marines out there who've been and sailors and airmen and soldiers who are out. They, you know, 18, 19 years old, they make a mistake. They steal something, a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It's not honorable. And then they get kicked out. Their life's ruined. So, I just, I don't, I don't even know. I'm going to take this guy's stupid freaking face off the screen. Listen, that was obviously uh, an upsetting story for me. I mean, I'm not like emotional. I'm just angry. Like, I want to see this guy and slap him in the face. Tell him he's a piece of shit. So, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. Uh, we're not going to drag it out. We don't need to make it last another 15 minutes if I'm done telling you the stories of the day. But I want to thank you for tuning in. It means a lot to me. It really does. It means a lot to me that you guys come in and watch this program. I really appreciate it. You know, share. If you, if you want to show support to the channel, uh, I would really appreciate it if you share the video and share the channel and tell your friends to come watch if they think they might get something out of it. If there's a story that you think you want to hear me cover, send it my way and I will. I'll put it on tomorrow's episode. So we've got one more episode tomorrow. We're going to take uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday and Saturday off, you know, back in the States. It'll be Friday, it'll be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday out here for me. Sorry. So we're live Sunday to Thursday, stateside, Pacific time, 1800, Sunday through Thursday. And uh, doing live episodes of the Scuttlebutt Show where we talk about the day's craziest military news. This episode will be out on the podcast uh, in probably a couple hours, and it'll be the clips will be on YouTube t by tomorrow, and the live stream will be rewatchable as soon as YouTube's done processing it. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Like I said, it means the world to me. I'm going to keep making good content for you. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I look forward to talking to you really soon, and I'm out for now.